It's November 7th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The AP is reporting that North Korea's military said earlier this morning its recent barrage of missile tests were practices to mercilessly strike key South Korean and U.S. targets, such as air bases and operation command systems, with a variety of missiles that likely included nuclear-capable weapons. North Korea fired dozens of missiles and flew warplanes towards the sea last week, triggering evacuation alerts in some South Korean and Japanese areas. In protest of massive U.S.-South Korean Air Force drills that the North views as an invasion rehearsal. The North's military said it also carried out an important test of a ballistic missile with a special functional warhead missioned with paralyzing the operation command system of the enemy. This could mean a simulation of electromagnetic pulse attacks but some observers doubt whether North Korea has mastered key technologies to obtain such an attack capability. Egyptian government-controlled Al-Aram is reporting on the COP27 climate summit, which kicked off on Sunday in Egypt with warnings against backsliding on efforts to cut emissions and calls for rich nations to compensate poor countries after a year of extreme weather disasters. The COP27 summit will focus like never before on money, a major sticking point that has soured relations between countries that got rich burning fossil fuels and the poorer ones suffering from the worst consequences of climate change. The United States and the European Union, fearful of creating an open-ended reparations framework, have dragged their feet and challenged the need for a separate funding stream. Delegates agreed on Sunday to put the loss and damage issue on the COP27 agenda, a first step toward what are sure to be fraught discussions. Russia is suffering heavy losses in continuing fierce attacks in Ukraine's eastern Donetsk region and is preparing new assaults on Ukrainian energy infrastructure, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said yesterday, according to Reuters. Quote, very fierce attacks on Donetsk region are continuing. The enemy is suffering serious losses there, Zelensky said in his nightly video address. Zelensky continued that he believed Russia was, quote, concentrating forces and means for a possible repetition of massive attacks on our infrastructure, energy in the first instance, end quote. Recent military strikes on Ukrainian critical infrastructure have left tens of thousands of Ukrainians facing food, water, fuel, and electricity shortages. Elsewhere, Political Europe reports that a choir cloaked in medieval costumes sang the national anthem of Serbia at a protest organized in the administrative center of the Serb majority north of Kosovo as tensions intensify between ethnic Serbs and the Albanian majority in the country. This comes on the heels of the first collective resignation of Kosovo Serbs from the country's institution since 2013, when the slow integration of the ethnic Serb community 
was launched as a result of the ongoing dialogue between the former belligerents facilitated by the European Union. Hostilities between the ethnic Serb majority in the north of the country and the government in Pristina began escalating on Wednesday after the head of the regional police department refused to implement a directive to issue warnings to those who had not transferred to Kosovo-issued license plates. The license plate issue has been a source of contention for over a year, with local Serbs preferring to use plates issued by Belgrade that are illegal in Kosovo. According to reporting from the BBC, Uganda has bombed hideouts of the Allied Democratic Forces in regions outside the operational area previously agreed with the Democratic Republic of Congo in joint operations against the Islamist militants. Ugandan President Yuweri Museveni said the Democratic Republic of Congo had authorized the airstrikes carried out on the 4th of November, destroying a big terrorist camp. Quote, the ignorant terrorists do not know that within just minutes, not hours, we can reach with deadly fire many areas far beyond the line of the limit of exploitation, he said. Mr. Museveni pledged to continue to work with the Democratic Republic of Congo to tackle the militants who Uganda blamed for a series of bombings in Kampala nearly a year ago, prompting the joint operations. Nicaraguans voted on Sunday in municipal elections after a campaign that did not include rallies or demonstrations. Deutsche Welle reports that polls closed in the evening, but it was not clear when the results will be declared. More than 3.7 million Nicaraguans are eligible to vote in elections that would elect mayors, deputies, and other local officials. The Supreme Electoral Authority said the vote had passed off quietly. President Daniel Ortega's Sandinista National Liberation Front Party hopes to gain near total control of local government through these elections. It already controls all three branches of the federal government in 141 of Nicaragua's 153 municipalities. The opposition called the local elections a farce and criticized the low turnout. The civic group Ernas Albiertas, or Open Ballot Boxes, said 17 people had been arrested prior to elections or during the vote itself. It said the elections were controlled by Ortega's party and government employees were pressured to vote. The group also said that in 63% of polling places they visited, Sandinista party operators were keeping tabs on who had voted. According to Al Jazeera, primary schools will reopen in the Indian capital this week and curbs will be lifted on certain construction activities, authorities said, after pollution levels improved to the very poor category from severe. A thick layer of smog envelops New Delhi in winter, as cold, heavy air traps construction dust, vehicle emissions, and smoke from crop stubble burning in neighboring states causing a surge in respiratory illnesses among its 20 million people. The air quality index in nearly all monitoring stations in the city was between 300 and 400 in the very poor category on Monday, 
which experts say leads to respiratory illnesses on prolonged exposure. However, it was an improvement on last week's reading of 400 to 500 in the index, which is described as severe. Primary schools will reopen on Wednesday. In lighter news, go into almost any park and there's often reminders to refrain from going near, petting, or feeding wildlife. Not licking strange animals was simply a given, until now. NPR reports that the National Park Service has added tongue contact with the Sonoran Desert Toad among its various warnings for park visitors. Sonoran Desert Toads secrete a potent toxin that can make people sick if they touch it or get the poison in their mouth, according to the National Park Service. Despite the risks, some people have discovered that the toad's toxic secretions contain a powerful hallucinogenic known as 5-MeO-DMT. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration considers the drug a Schedule One drug, meaning it is not currently accepted for medical use and has a high potential for abuse. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Scott Bade, a senior analyst in the geotechnology practice at the Eurasia Group, about Musk's takeover of Twitter. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. (laughs) 